<clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. On this episode of Geek PD, forget everything that you know and love, because now is now, and this is just the way things are. In this episode, we talk about retcons. Geek PD. Top of the morning to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do that again. Do that again. Oh man. Yeah. No, I mean, th- this is a this is a more casual episode of Geek PD. Yeah. But... You know what? Sit back, relax. I mean, we're all working from home anyway, so just kick your feet up, uh, put on some pants if you haven't put on any pants yet. Or not. <laughs> I mean, or not. I'm not wearing any right now. Whatever comforts you the most. Exactly. Yes, whatever comforts. I mean, By Ian's the way, in a fort for crying I'm out loud. I'm in a tiny, tiny fort. Yeah, yeah I, I, which I hope, I hope, I wish there was a video portion for this podcast That's, so you guys could see Ian's amazing fort. I, I do suggest it, guys, because if, if you don't have any acoustic panels for, your, for any of your oh, audio yeah, work, sure. you can just put up a blanket fort. I think it works okay. Not, not as good, but... But better than nothing, for sure. But better than nothing, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Oh, by the way, my name is Dre. I'm si Dre Ian. My name is Migs. Thank you so much for stopping by the precinct. And you are oh. listening to Geek PD. On this episode, as you heard from that uh, completely unrelated announcer, we're, we're going to be talking about, about the kalaban ng Autobot. <laughs> you know, the lesser known, worse off cousins of the Decepticons. Yes, with their leader, si Megatrex. <laughs> they're like the, they're like the really, you know, they like the nerds that can't sit with anyone at the, oh, here come the retcons. <laughs> like when you go to a flea market and you get a class A transformer. Yeah, Hello, they're like a, a, sub, a subgroup of the Decepticons, the retcons. <laughs> Actually, I was in Na- I was in National Bookstore, <laughs> and there's this there's this bootleg Transformers toy called Transform Numbers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I think it's marketed to toddlers and younger children, where instead of transforming into cars and violent vehicles like fighter jets, they turn into numbers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So they're the robots and they transform into numbers. So they're called transform numbers. But they transform can only probably numbers. transform into single digits, right? Because I, I can't imagine someone, for, you know, transforming into 42. one billion. Oh, no. 42. No, dude, that, that's, that, those are the combiners. 24. Like see, see, like see Devastator. <laughs> it's a, it's a six, six so digit number. Modular like, oh, sila. There's a one and a bunch of other zeros. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And together we form binary. And how were there? How, can you imagine like a bootleg theme song? Transform numbers. Nagiging numbers sila. And that's anyway. it. This is a short intro. That's, that's it. all that's it is. <laughs> Especially you have you know those intercuts like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just numbers <laughs> it's just numbers <laughs> it just turned into a black ops campaign yo that brings you back oh for I sure think, like I don't know why but for some reason the most vivid memory I have of the eighties Transformers cartoons was mm-hmm. Optimus's resurrection 
did they oh, do that because did they do that because they they realized that the show does wasn't doing as well without Optimus? Well, that and people were complaining about Optimus that, being that he, gone. I mean, yeah, the, exactly. So when they, the 1986 Transformers film came out and they killed off Optimus Prime, I guess spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but Jesus Christ, it's <laughs> dude, it's it was in the came 80s. Out of 1986. It's fine, but yeah, yes, fine. Optimus Prime. And this obviously the Shia LaBeouf movie was not the first time Optimus Prime died. Died. So the when the when he died in the nineteen eighty six film, people started leaving the cinema, and there were there were kids that's crying, like killing parents off Superman. were upset. Yeah, because he exactly. he was. Yeah, that's true. People looked up to him. Kids looked up to him, and then you just mm-hmm. in the first few minutes of the film, you just kill him off. Of course, we kids are going to be upset. So like that, ab- ab- amongst the the fact that a lot of people really weren't buying into Rodimus Prime, which is kind of exactly fair. like I mean, yeah, sure, I get it. Like you need new blood, and you need yeah. to renew a franchise every now and then. But like, yeah. I don't think it's easy to. I don't think the right way to go is to force is to uh, kill any, off one of your uh, Gen One primary characters. Not not just that, but also to try to force. A genuine liking to the new blood, like Rodimus, you know. Yeah. Does that count as a as a retcon though? That, I'd like you know, to think it's oh, not. It's, it's not a retcon so. because, because it doesn't disregard prior information. It, yeah. Because well, usually retcons contradict certain prior, let's say, for example, films or video games backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that it does, it follows them on, it follows through them on from what the past content is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like retcons are the ones that obviously like disregard continuity in a way. Yes, story continuity. Yeah, basically when they try to change what happened in the past, be it a fundamental story beat or just a little detail, that would then affect the present storytelling of the of the current franchise. I I can I can say the definition based on the first Google like search result. Wait wait wait. Fun Google definitions I, with Ian. Fun Google definitions with Ian. We're retconning <laughs> fun facts with mix. Anyway, so a retcon in a film, television series, or other fictional work is a piece of new information that imposes a different interpretation on previously described events, typically used to facilitate a dramatic plot shift or account for an inconsistency. My the first thing that came into my head was when they took out Darth Vader's eyebrows in the, in the <laughs> And the and the and the further the future iterations of the original trilogy. Oh the, yeah, I leaks. You have you have to follow it up. Yeah. You have to say the intro again. All right, and that was fun. Google definition to the end. Wow. Transform numbers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I will say though that I think retcons. Although some retcons, there have been good ones. I think majority of the time they're what, they're mostly terrible. What would terrible. you say is a is a good retcon though, Dre? A necessary retcon, you mean? <laughs> oh, uh, the retcon <laughs> of uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. I think that never happened, right? <laughs> oh no, that never not happened. according to Deadpool I... two or one Deadpool one one Dead- Deadpool one. Yeah, the Deadpool after credits one. of Deadpool one. Well, it never happened because of 
Deadpool one. Oh my god. So is Deadpool. it not a retcon? So it's not a retcon I... then? Because it follows. Oh no! No! <laughs> it follows continuity. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay, no, no, no. That's not true because canonically, they retconned X Men Origins before Deadpool came out. Because yeah. if you sorry, remember, sorry, Sola, I smacked my mic with my face. <laughs> <laughs> because if you remember, First Class came out before Deadpool, and in First Class, yeah. Professor X uh, was bald, was had hair, and wait, I know about was that, like, already wait, in the wait. <laughs> <laughs> in, So he, he was bald class. and had hair, huh? No, no, no. In, in First Class, I'm getting there. <laughs> he had hair, but he was already in the wheelchair. Whereas in uh, X Men Origins, Professor X was bald and he could walk, so they already retconned that. Yeah, they also like retconned Emma uh, Emma Frost. Emma Stone um, because she was also Emma. I almost <laughs> said Emma Stone. <laughs> they also wait, retconned wait, Emma on, Frost on a, on a because Emma Frost yeah. was in first. Can class. you clarify with me? Because I, I, it, it, the idea just crossed my mind that I'm not sure if I'm right. Is is the reason why Professor X is bald is so that. His energy waves powers like the hair doesn't get in the way. Does it? Does it? Does the hair dampen his? Because when you have so much brain power in your head, you have no room for hair. <laughs> yeah. like, the pores just I close mean, up so that you can retain all did, that did, telekinetic did, powers. I sorry, telepathic powers in the films on why he he went bald. Yeah, uh, X Men Apocalypse. Why did he go bald? Was it this he was having he was this, taking? He was no, he was having a mental fight with Apocalypse. <laughs> And his hair fell off. I'm not kidding. This is what happened in Wait, X-Men what? Apocalypse. <laughs> Must you, didn't be watch... <laughs> you didn't watch no, X-Men no, no, Apocalypse? I, I, I no, no, no. I did. And then after... it was so weird though in Apocalypse after the fight. And then he just completely confessed to Moira. Like, it yeah, felt like so out of was... place. Yeah, I was like, dude, you just lost all your hair literally from <laughs> yeah, a psychic dude. battle with an, Egyptian, <laughs> with an Egyptian god. And you want to tell this girl that you like her? <laughs> You know, speak, speaking of his, his depiction of Professor X on, on another tangent, th- we have a lot of those here on Geek PD tangents <laughs> that is not Professor X's, but uh, X's marame. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yes, but in, in an interview on the Graham Norton show, he was asked, because there was a shot of him doing the thing, you know, when you put your finger to your head to do like yeah, a psychic yeah, thing. Te- he said, was that, was that a, uh, a creative choice or... Uh, was it something they told you to do? He's like, no, 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 it was a creative choice. It's just, I mean, there are a lot of shots of uh, the previous Professor X where it was just an, a, a really tight, serious zoom in and it's him just staring at the camera. <laughs> staring. So as a creative choice, I felt I need to do something dynamic and it was this. Puts, puts <laughs> oh, finger to this, his head. Is this the, do you mean the Patrick Stewart shots? Like when he's, yeah, he's just looking into the camera. Yeah. Like he's constantly oh, using her. You can hear narration <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So he figured the most dynamic thing to do is put his finger to, the, to his temple. Yeah, because like when, when Magneto's using his powers, you know that he's using it because he puts his hand up and stuff. Yeah, actually, <laughs> in, in that same interview, he's like, how, how, about, how about Magneto? And, and he goes, uh, what's the name of the guy that plays Magneto? See Assassin's Creed. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Yes, Michael Fassbender. He, he goes, yeah. well, it's easy for me because all I have to, have to do is put on a constipated face and do some jazz hands. Which, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, if you think about it, that is what Magneto is doing. Yeah. Jazz hands with a constipated face. With some like, purple tunnel added on the mix. Because Fassbender's <laughs> yeah. Eric Lencher hasn't exactly mastered, you know, magnetism yet. So he's always strained. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you remember when he was crying? <laughs> while turning that satellite. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> in first class, like, in first class. I was I was like, why he crying though? <laughs> no, but it was oh, such man. a strong moment though. It I, was, I, I it thought was it was a very it. strong moment. But then like when you see him like a couple of minutes later when he's lifting the submarine and he's still crying. Oh, what about that scene where where uh James McAvoy was uh you know that scene where Magneto was putting the coin through Anuna through Oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon's uh, Sebastian, head. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, Sebastian yeah. Shaw. Ah, man, God, that scene was that pretty was... powerful, though. Especially when yeah. it, was, it was it was kind of tracking, like, the shot. Yeah. And it would, and it then, would transition to, to Professor X. And he's screaming. My God, that was, that was, that was, that was so painful to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it looked painful. So painful. Imagine getting a practically shot in the head with a coin and feeling that. Slowly. But, but still mm-hmm. living yeah. after. Yeah. Uh, well, I think. Well, yeah, retcons. So, so what was the retcon again? <laughs> no, I was about to get to that. Like in first class, you know, you see, you see these young versions of Eric and Charles, mm-hmm. and and I think they they did a nice thing where, when in Days of Future Past, they didn't exactly completely dissuade or like disregard to an extent the continuity mm-hmm. and sort of fixed it. Because yeah. okay. Magneto loses his powers, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He loses his powers at the end of X Men: The Last Stand. But then Our there's soul, a you think, right? yeah, there's a there's a right before the credits roll, you see him move a, a chess, chess piece. piece? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how that happens. But then Charles Xavier dies in The Last Stand. Yeah, but then he gets resurrected through transferring his consciousness to that to patient a... of Moira McTaggart's, uh-huh. a brain dead patient. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he looks like Professor X. So how come at the uh, at the post credits of Wolverine, the Wolverine, when Eric and wait, the Wolverine Charles, is the one with the silver samurai. He's in Japan. Right? He's in Japan. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. The samurai sword. Like when they meet him in that airport and they're like, "We need your help." The whole Sentinel agenda hasn't happened yet. I mean, yeah. you know, the whole apocalypse thing hasn't happened yet, and Charles looks like Charles, and he's not dead. So how the the hell happened in between that, and I think I think Fox just expected us to be like, "Don't worry about it," you know. <laughs> it's one of the most egregious things about the X Men franchise is that they just they just blatantly disregard things that they did themselves, and they just think, you know, no, 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 they won't mind, but we always mind. It's just we always we, mind, dude. You think it's just a Brian Singer thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Brian which, Singer I mean, has his merits. Yeah, and I guess. As you pointed out, Migs, it it it, it is a, a kind of a good example of sort of good retconning where they where they just kind of they tweak certain things just to make things make a little bit more sense, especially when they did a terrible job of doing it in the start. Yeah. Like, you know, we care a lot, but like this film is also marketed to families and stuff that don't mind these continuity errors. Yeah. So yeah. like you know, maybe there's gonna be a dad in the crowd that goes, but you know, beyond that. Oh, yeah. mind, also, so. I guess we can, let's just clarify that retcons are different from reboots. Totally different thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Reboot is just like a total overhaul. But also, there are some reboots that expect you to take some things from the canon of before. Like Bumblebee. Although, mm-hmm. although it's a reboot, mm-hmm. right? It is a reboot, mm-hmm. right? Well, they say it's a, so- it's soft, a soft reboot. reboot. Yeah, there we go. But so. to be honest, I think the only main thing that really makes it feel like a soft reboot is the fact that in the 2007 films, you see Optimus Prime arriving at the same time as everybody else. Exactly. While in Bumblebee, 
he kind of he arrives first and he's, he's already, already there in yeah, the yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah. So it know, makes so. sense because he was already there in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't, I, I really en- enjoyed that kind I of think take on Bumblebee. Me too. It's just it's confusing because to some people, to some viewers, because at the end you see Bumblebee turn into the Camaro, Camaro. that that Sam gets. So it's like they're they're expected to think that oh, this movie came before Transformers One, mm. but also at the same time, this is not related to Transformers One. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it kind of makes you think, though. Like, what is the the perception of time for these Cybertronians? Because he's been there for what two decades, just waiting for Optimus. Based on, like, let's say it's it's yeah. ca- it's canon following the yeah. 2007 movie. Yeah. So, was he just in some I think auto he, shop? Doesn't he go into auto like shop? stasis mode? Asus? What? Asus mode. Asus mode. Asus mode. laptop. Sorry. Not sponsored by Asus, by the way, guys. But hey, Asus, if you're listening, give us a call. On our Hi, Asus. <laughs> Asus. That's fine. But yeah. But, yeah, I think he does go in stasis mode. I could be wrong, but I think he does. And that's why it just Just kinda... like how Optimus went in stasis mode when Mark Wahlberg found him. I think we just found ourselves a Transformer. Panamix, Panamix. <laughs> I think we just found ourselves a Transformer. <laughs> Which, you know, can I just... I mean, this isn't really in the context of retcons, but I'll man, those films. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a pretty egregious retcon to me. I'll is the kind you. of they made him way too violent and aggressive, and bec- they basically just changed his the core of his character. Yeah, I mean, so to speak, I'd, like he's like one of the staple boys for uh, lawful good. When you think about exactly, it. like lawful good people don't exactly like. <laughs> They, they, merc- <laughs> they don't they don't kill for honor at all much even more so like just gory yeah. fatality mortal combat fatalities yeah and except and maybe last that- night <laughs> no, but, yeah, like the, 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 the fact that they actually make it a point to have him say i'll kill you multiple times in one i think i was watching was it age of extinction makes his favorite transformers movie no but- <laughs> <laughs> but it, I was watching that. I think I remember in one scene, he he said, "I'll kill you four times in a row." And it's like, why, why, why go through the trouble of saying that? And Peter Cullen has gone out and and said that he's not happy about what they did with Optimus Prime in t- in terms of that. And there are some lines he's actually said that there are lines that they made him say that he did not want to say. Yeah, and you can just you can just imagine Michael Bay just like jumping with joy like a little like a little boy. Whenever, whenever he gets, whenever he gets Michael Bay to, whenever he gets uh, Optimus Prime to say, "I'll kill you." It's like, yes, yes, that's right. Say it, say it again. <laughs> yes, yeah, he'll kill you. Ah. Explosion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <that's... laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd consider that a retcon per se. I think it is. It is a retcon, right, of Optimus Prime's character in that I... context. Uh, or well, I, there's a fine line between retcon and an adaptation. Yeah. Right? No. Well. Yeah. Pero kasi um, this is just how you characterize the the character in succeeding films. Eh. It's it doesn't really pertain to backstory. You kind of just notice. Oh, okay. Why is he kind of why is he more hostile and aggressive now yeah. than before? It doesn't really contradict any kind of plot detail mm-hmm. in the prior films. So I don't well, think ar- it would be. I mean, arguably, uh, he's always been this violent. It's just that he's become even more violent. During the more recent are you talking about Optimus Prime or this version of Optimus? This Prime? version, this version. Yeah, yeah. In the Bay films, the Michael Bay universe, because like 
they try to justify it by him witnessing Ratchet getting slaughtered. You know, they slaughtered Ratchet mm. and stuff like that. Like he was in the middle of of being hunted down by by what's that? What's that company that was hunting them down like Black Ops? Oh, it wasn't Sector Nest, Seven. Nest no, 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 it wasn't the, Sector Seven. When they were still <laughs> no. working with them, the uh, the guys Black that worked with Lockdown Eagle. I I don't remember what. It, yeah, there we go. See, it's not even that memorable. That literally just exactly. faces corporation. It was a, bu- that, a bunch know. of people in in black black tactical gear. Yeah, they, and, and they, French coats. They kind of look like strike team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, can I just strike say, like, if he if he got so caught up with Ratchet's death, like, what about Jazz's death in the first movie? Yeah, you actually, like, you want uh, a piece of me? <laughs> it's okay because Ratchet two. died. I mean, yeah. uh, Jazz died. You know, in in honorful combat against. He was Spectrum. doing a Rey Mysterio yeah. move ar- 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 around his body, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, although they, it has. I, I've amongst all of the videos and and content that I've watched on. On some kind, trying to find some kind of justification to why Optimus is that way. Some people have pointed out that he was holding back in Transformers One. If you know what, if you remember, he got kicked around, like he got beat around by Megatron a lot, and it wasn't even him who took down Megatron. It was Sam. Sam took down Megatron. So, and at that point, Optimus was actually on the ground, and Sam put the cube in my chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sam, put the cube in my chest. It's yeah. always just this artifact that he wants to be like Sam to put in his chest, huh? Like, to make <laughs> yeah, and and I, some people say that that was the turning point for Optimus that he noticed that he had to. But also, just quickly in the debate of why Megatron is able to kick Optimus's ass, Megatron, for all of you who don't know, back in Cybertron was a gladiator. He is one of the best hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat transformers. Like that's Whereas actually Optimus a skill set. was, he was a as Orion Pax, he was he was just some dude. I I for, actually I don't even remember what what he was doing at the time, and then he, he was later just some on, dude. yeah, I could be. I mean, it's 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 weird that I know more about Megatron's past than Optimus, but yeah, it, it, it's Megatron was definitely has always kind of been more well versed in hand to hand combat as a gladiator mm. in those times. So it, it did make sense that he was able to do that, and some people say. Because of the events in Transformers 1, Optimus felt a little helpless and figured he had to be more brutal. He had to up his combat game. And that's why he slowly became more aggressive and, and com- combatant in the first Because like from the get-go, he was, a, Transformers 1. He, was like a worker, he was like a worker class Cybertronian, right? He wasn't really a warrior type, right? From my memory, yeah. As Orion packs. I, yeah, I most think. of the Autobots are, aren't, aren't they? Yeah, well, in, well they it, were always it depends militaristic on what in nature, right? Like, yeah, I think I, I suppose. I don't know, but wait. Speaking of Megatron, though, was he ever mentioned? I, I don't quite remember when I watched the soft reboot of Bumblebee. Oh, sorry. But, on a side note, Orion Pax was in fact a factory worker. Oh, ah, so, see, so they, Pax. so they're what were they making? Like sweaters? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Maybe he was farming energy. I, I have no idea. <laughs> sweaters, State of the art Autobot. Uh, fashion wear. <laughs> no, yeah, transform. Was he ever? Was there ever any presence of him in Bumblebee? Optimus or Megatron? Of Megatron. Me- Megatron. Ah, okay. No. There's a reason why he wasn't there. It's because he was the, the director wanted <laughs> oh, yeah, to so, show him. Yeah, so it doesn't contradict the backstory yes. of, of Archibald Witwicky in the first Transformers. Yes, which is which is one of the things that confused people even more because they're saying it's a reboot. Some people are saying it's not a reboot, but throughout that whole time. 
the director wanted to put Megatron in the Cybertron uh, in the C- Cybertron Cybertronian <laughs> scene or the Cybertron scene in the start, but in order to maintain with the with the continuity at that point in time, he would have been already with Sector Seven or at least on ice. This was the decision of the director of Bumblebee. The the studio. Okay. Yeah, to keep that continuity, he couldn't show Megatron there because canonically he would have already been on on Earth frozen. That's true. You see, that's the thing. That's what that's what grinds my gears when it comes to retcons. It's it's more often than not, it's the studio's decision. You know, yeah. there are some there are some directors or uh, like just filmmakers in general that care about the craft. And they mm-hmm. take pride in their continuity, like the MCU and stuff like that. Yeah. Because at its core, like at, at the heart of the creative process, the studio are also like they're also attached to these characters and and like being loyal to the lore and whatnot. Yeah. But like down the line, you're gonna get some you're gonna get some creative interference with any studio. Like for example, Always. Star Wars. Like they oh. they wanted to explain the Force. You know, mm-hmm. although although they they recognize the Jedi as this ancient religion in the first couple of movies, yeah, they they kind of wanted to add this like, okay, maybe it's not that religious because we might be we might be um stepping on some toes of some Catholics or or any church that has any similarities to mm-hmm. the Jedi Order, so they added midichlorians in order and, to quantify the like the, the concept yeah, in of order the to literally yeah. quantify like microsco- on a microscopic subatomic level but a metric system exactly yeah. there's an m count for crying out loud and and you see mace windu with this ipad looking thing scanning down anakin skywalker and saying we've never seen from an m count like this yeah from midichlorians and stuff like that and i thought that they would retcon that but then recently in in the mandalorian it was it was nodded to I'm not going to tell you guys because I know that you guys haven't binged yeah. season two yet. But let's just say that the word M count was mentioned in passing. And then does, you know, I, I feel like inevitably it's a, it's a finale of the Mandalorian. He takes off his helmet and he goes, I'm Mandalorian. What is your real name, Mandalorian? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Ray, Mandalorian Star Ray Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> no, but what I like about the Mandalorian is that, well, this isn't really a spoiler. Like you already know this. It's this. It's I think it's a sweet spot with with studio XX and directors and scriptwriters and people who mm-hmm. believe in the Star Wars lore and, and love it because yeah. they've sort of found this middle ground through the Mandalorian by meshing the cinematic, like the cinematic timeline, yes. along with the Legends lore. Mm-hmm. And the Clone Wars and the Rebels and and those those side like even the comic books. Wait, comic books aren't canon anymore. It's practically a no, hot. There no, are no, no, no. Some there are comics there are. that are canon now. The ones that oh, are done by ones. Marvel. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the Darth Vader comics are canon. Yes. The Force Awakens prequel. Uh, Wait, are, are Clone Wars is close? Is Clone Wars canon again? Clone Wars is canon again. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. And Rebels Wait, is actually never... playing a very big part in. The new episodes of the Mandalorian. Wait, is Re- Rebels is the one with Kanan? Ezra. K- Kanan? Yes. Kanan? Ezra Kanan. and Anna, yeah. 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 And they were the also Kanan in. Kanan? They were Kanan? in. No, no. They were in Rise of Skywalker. Their ship. Yeah. It the, was? the ghost. Yeah. 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 You know when it was. Uh, they had the Avengers, Avengers Endgame moment where all of the ships started coming yeah. in as reinforcements. Yeah. Yeah. You can see their ship. What, what is it? You called? can see the ghost. Yeah. The ghost. There. There we go. Yeah. Oh. And also the Mandalorian ship is there too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The man. The Mandalorian the... ship. 
the Mando ship. What's it called? It's like the Dawnbreaker or something. <laughs> oh, Dawnbreaker true. is the sword from from uh, Skyrim. Right. Oh, but I think I have to. Maybe we should the elaborate crest. the difference. <laughs> the Razor Crest, the Dawnbreaker. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look, look, man. There's a lot of ships. <laughs> I don't want that's fair. That's fair. There are, but I think we should names. we should kind of distinguish different terms in terms of how they structure the content. Because okay, you have you have a retcon, right? And you have yeah. Bumblebee as considered as a soft reboot. But then mm-hmm. Mandalorian is a spin-off. So yeah, because like okay, so I I was looking up the what a general consensus of the term soft reboot is and yeah it's it's usually because a hard reboot is where you disregard prior yeah uh, you basically just make of, a new thing yeah yeah but a soft reboot is you, you don't do any of that you build a story with an existing universe and mm-hmm. it's the story is essentially so far removed that from the original characters or events that you can use that as a jumping point from that from that like a new of, like a to, yeah. to get into a new thing yeah but it it's the story is so far off that you can actually consider it as part of canon because it's not it's not how do you put this it's not main main universe it's not like I, a, yeah no it's not like a main plot point that was connected oh, like to it doesn't it doesn't movies. clash with any yeah it doesn't clash content. but it doesn't embed itself like too intricately in it but it has yeah. that middle ground it's, a, it's mostly detached from yeah. the current canon while still but being then, in that canon Unlike Mandalorian, mm-hmm. though, where it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of content from different places. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. literally decades worth of lore. That's and true. Stuff like that. That's and why I, I mean, I think the the most obvious is recently again, I got spoiled by the Star Wars Instagram page. I hate you guys. Ooh, Ahso- and, and the YouTube recommended uh, Ahsoka yeah. Tano is there. Yes, like that's that's a clear oh well way of them although, establishing. Well, yes, we are in this universe. If you have a podcast yourself, why don't you head on over to podmetrics.co sign up using the referral code GEEKPD, that's all caps, G-E-E-K-P-D, to get full control on how you monetize your show regardless of its size. And if you're an advertiser who wants to collab with us, GEEKPD, then we'd love to have you in the precinct. Head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. If you didn't know... This digital precinct, other than being fueled by mere geekdom, isn't the only thing keeping our place running. We're also able to collaborate with other brands using Podmetrics, an incredibly easy way to monetize your podcast. There's there's also a character that was in Rebels, um, Grand Grand Admiral Thrawn, that actually came from Legends. Uh, for those who Kapatid don't know, Legends Charlize. is actually... Kapatid by any Charlize. Tron. Ah. Hashtag Retcondre. Wow. Whatever, Don Breaker. In the next episode of Geek PD, there's just going to be some dude named like Jacob. He's like, my name is Migs. My name is Ian. And I'm Jacob. Oh. And it's then so you, nice that and you go back to all the previous time. episodes and it. it Every time I would mention my name, it just goes, Hi, my name is Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> Microsoft Sam. <laughs> Microsoft Sam. No, anyway, where was I? I lost my train of thought. In Rebels, rather. There's this character named Grand Animal Thon. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's the, the blue guy in the white uh, suit. 
let me look it up. I might he, he looks like Grand. Okay, imagine face. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Now turn but his blue white and turn his skin blue. <laughs> I remember him. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. How do you spell his name? Grand Admiral oh, Thrawn. Okay. Yeah. He looks. No. He oh, looks yeah, like a more yeah. formal Nightcrawler. Yeah. Basically. Is he? Is he? Is he part of the Blue Man Group? You jerk. <laughs> he just I love the blue dude, man he brings group. out lightsaber hills and they just become drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue. The thing is, when the book was written where Thrawn came out, it was actually a sequel, quote unquote, to Revenge of the Sith. Where after the Empire was destroyed, Grand mm-hmm. Admiral Thrawn was put in a seat of power in charge specifically of maintaining the Empire and bringing it back without the Emperor. Now, there are a lot of comparisons of Thrawn and Grand Moff Tarkin, Tarkin's character, but mm-hmm. they're actually very different. Um, if anything, they're kind of like polar opposites, whereas Gra- Grand Moff Tarkin is just like this psychopath who, you know, he, he sees beauty in planets getting destroyed. You may fire when ready. Yeah. You know, that's his, that's his main line and, sh- and, and stuff. Thrawn, on the other hand, he uses, this is super messed up, but he uses sympathy and and teamwork and rightful leadership to gain uh members of the empire's trust and respect and mm-hmm. his his temper only ever comes out in just like the most unorthodox uh times like for example when one admiral in the empire was like it's just some twilight heirloom that we can throw away referring to a tarpaulin and then he grabbed him by yeah. the he grabbed him by the collar and he was like sorry i get annoyed when people don't appreciate art as much as i do (laughs) (laughs) so he's quite eccentric he is very eccentric it's like a moriarty type basically yes moriarty type and he's like a space moriarty where is your god now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they put him in rebels because he was such a fascinating character and you'd think that okay they just put him in because he's like they needed a main villain for rebels who's not darth vader Mm-hmm. But yeah, they 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 somehow and he he arguably is a a I mean a good villain or generally a good character is one that has a lot a lot of layers to them and exactly he is and precisely that these are these are what I like to call the necessary retcons where it's it's like back then you you think that this guy isn't canon because it's in the legends books but then suddenly some writer pops just out decided, of nowhere yeah he's like hey what if we put Thrawn in this episode and then it just evolves down the line. These decisions yeah. are made not not initially, and they just get put in like eventually, as a as passing the, thought. Yeah, as as yeah. the story, the narrative evolves, and stuff like that. I think those are the kinds of retcons that we should respect. Cause oh yeah, it's such a waste oh, of an so idea. Canadian. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all the Canadian listeners. We're not trying to <laughs> pick a fight. Maybe it exists, but I'm not. I hate Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. If there's anything that I want retcon from Star Wars, though, it is the midichlorians. I just Although, I, okay. I'm fine well, with the, the prequels. It's on fine. the topic of midichlorians. I, I think though, Ian is about to defend midichlorians here. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not about to defend midichlorians. I'm about to expound in my head canon. Because mm-hmm. first and foremost, the Jedi Order also is built on a system of faith, right? Yes. So, for all you know, everything they believe in is a certain kind of it's a stru- it's a subject it's a subjective structure. Like they could believe in these things, and yeah, they could think that a metric system such as midi chlorians could be 
directly correlated to how potent you are in the force, but that's what they believe because that's their faith. But for all you know, uh, I don't know. That's my headcanon. So, for all you know, it, so it's not solely determined by your M count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you see, the, that's the, the thing. You'd think that it's a religion thing, but then you see Mace Windu holding an iPad, literally counting it, the minutes. Exactly. exactly. And like, uh, but if you think about it now, <laughs> retrospectively, how flawed was the Jedi Order before the down before the rise of the Empire? That's true. Like, were Very they a true. governing council? Were they what were what were they? Yeah, but they and were arguably, too, uh, if they weren't such an asshole to Anakin, would he ever become Darth Vader? Yeah. But then again, right? you know, there, there's that concept of predeterminism because you have that prophecy na where where he you know it it was kind of like a genie wish because he was supposed to bring balance to the force but people didn't yeah. expect yeah. him to turn it to dark side and yeah. then save his son and then bring balance so yeah yeah there's so they many screwed things to that think up about. royally by the way Which they were one? like oh we got the jedi council preventing the prophecy yeah he was like okay uh we gotta we gotta make sure this kid don't get too powerful Becomes the most powerful freaking force on earth yeah. in the galaxy uh, and destroys the council. And then oh, you just see them. They um, screwed it up so bad. Oh my oh god. Bad, dude. The Jedi's were so bad at doing their job. Can you oh, imagine man. if, if they, they could have beat him just by if they just threw sand at his face? No, they couldn't beat him <laughs> if Yoda just. I hate they could have beat him if Yoda just did. Because, you know, there's this one bit in. Revenge of the Sith, where Yoda predicts that Darth Vader kills Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's this overarching shot where it's just panning, and you can hear Yoda's meditating, and you can hear Obi Wan saying, "Anakin, mm. don't," and then, and then lightsaber, and then Darth Vader's breathing. Yeah. So, can you imagine if he just had that? If he just had that vision while in the council, he's like, "Wait, okay, we got to stop." What, what was the order of things that he saw it on? Anakin, don't lightsaber, then Darth Vader breathing. <sighs> Or yeah. is it technically Darth Vader breathing, lightsaber, then Anakin? No, breathing? no, no. That, because that, it's I, I specifically remember. Oh. <laughs> I see. I see where you were going. That's right. God damn it. That's right. I'm this freaking close. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, if he just had that vision while discussing Anakin with the council, like, okay, we got to prevent this kid from being too powerful. And then he just has that vision. He's like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on <Maybe>. hold. <laughs> so, it's the worst Yoda impression I've ever heard. In my, what? You, you sound like some some distressed old lady. Wait. I kind of, I kind of, I was trying to go for a combination of Elmo and Dobby. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Mm. Don't do that. We should. <laughs> That's that's true though. I, I mean, again, the, the the prequels get a lot of flack, but they do serve their purpose in telling Anakin slash Darth Vader's story. You know, they had to tell it somehow. I mean, well, no, they didn't have to, but it it, it does it does what it's supposed to do. And Revenge sur- of the Sith had a pretty gr- damn good fight scene. Oh yeah. Oh, the choreography was. Yeah. Insane. Minus that one part where they're just flailing their lightsabers in front of each no, other. No, no, there's, dude, Dre, I, I, I've, I've explained this to you. Oh, there's right, a, no, yeah, because they're so well aware of the, the thing that they're just kind yeah. of. Because Jedi, Jedi usually, plural of Jedi is Jedi, right? So the yeah, Jedi usually so, yeah. have a certain attuned sense of clairvoyance. Yeah. So they're actually counterattacking all of their future moves. That's why it keeps spinning around. Because mm-hmm. it's just like a. 
Jedi lightsaber fights are described as deadly games of chess, one wrong mm-hmm. move, and also predicting your your opponent's next move. Exactly so, how Obi Wan inevitably beat Darth Maul. Yeah, oh, and, in and, that and Rebels Re- episode. And, yeah, in Rebels, yeah. exactly. Because he, he, he feigned the Qui Gon move. Yeah, and he 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 kind of he put himself in a position where he was he knew that Darth Maul was going to go for that move again. Yeah, that he used on Qui Gon. Yeah. So also like uh, you also just have great to attention to detail that... by the way. Like oh, I yeah, loved a... that little like they didn't have to do it that way, but it's a nice little nod. Which I honestly like, at first glance you'd just be like, "That's it," but then when you realize it, like, oh, it's like wait a minute. And they could also argue that, too. Um, like they don't they don't do a flashback of Qui Gon in three D yeah, yeah. doing yeah. that. <laughs> I guess it's it was really wh- just show don't tell. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was. I think it was more a nod for the fans who do who would notice it. Yeah, but, it's a little bit. And more then again, like, like, at that you. point in Rebels, you should already by that point if you're already watching that later on into the series, you are a fan already. Oh yeah, yeah. you, you, you see that's that. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like when when film creators or or series creators respect their fans enough to know that they will be knowledgeable enough to get the references mm-hmm. then it's, and, it's and, the trust. in that regard i think that you should do more callbacks rather than retcons cuz mm-hmm. like if if they're doing a retcon just so that fans can understand things easily i mean it's not it, people are just going to call it out and be like okay that wasn't i mean you didn't have to explain that like for example mm-hmm. days of future past when wolverine goes back to the future and you see Beast and uh, Halle Berry's Aurora and Famke, Bastajin Gray, and all the original <laughs> okay, cast Jensen, members. What? Jensen, yeah. John, yeah. yeah like all the original cast members. They're like, they just showed that to make them realize okay, although First Class happened, this is still the same X Men from those old movies. Like, okay, yeah, we get it. Sure, it's a, it, but that's a callback. Yeah, you get what you get. What I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm surprised that, that we haven't even mentioned the most. How you say? <laughs> sound very French. How you say? Um, uh, no, the, uh, say, the, most, the most notorious retcon in Star Wars lore. Who shot is... first? Oh, okay, okay, right. Okay. I'm I'm surprised that we haven't brought that up yet, and it's. It, I don't, it's, it may have been, I believe it was a creative decision, right? On, on George Lucas's on, part. That yeah, when he was he, doing the remasters. Yeah, like, I, I think, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was to show, because obviously everybody knows Han shot first. Han if shot you think first. otherwise, you're an idiot. I'm picking a fight mm-hmm. this time. I'm taking Miggs' mm-hmm. role in the fight picker. <laughs> but the, the whole point of that scene was to show that Han was this scoundrel that he wouldn't be afraid to make the first shot. Yeah. But yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the reason why George Lucas retconned that is because Han would be later on seen as you know, a, a hero that the kids would want to emulate and he didn't want to, to have Han be like a bad influence. Yeah, unquote, yeah. That's so by having him shoot first. And I honestly think it worked against him, George Lucas for that matter, mm-hmm. because... It, it gives more character development for Han if he shot first and then you see yeah. him progress to be uh, a, a sort a of war responsible... Hero. Yeah, a war hero. So yeah. it actually, it, in terms of character development, it's consistent. So I don't know what he... Sorry, I'm not going to pick a fight with George Lucas. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't know what his mindset was when he was making the edit. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot... Of, you could argue that all of the special editions are just one big retcon. <laughs> 
Yeah, and arguably, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, reg- regardless of like, star- the Star Wars concept, I guess, that retcon- a lot of retcons happen, especially nowadays, because of PC reasons. More PC? Pl- politica- politically correct, or oh, yeah. to be mm. more inclusive, or to be, you know, a lot of the this stuff that people retcon just to kind of, like, uh, on a side note, James Bond. The new James Bond, where James Bond, well, this technically started changing throughout the years, and their explanation of why it's played by different characters is that because at first James Bond was a, a dude, like that's that's him, and then later on James Bond slash 007 is co- became a code name. Yeah, right. Wait, is and that really then, is that official? Because I thought it was, that was just a fan theory. I think uh, I think it's I official. Think, I think it's official. Th- yeah, that yeah. ah, it's a I code see. name, and which is their justification. For why the upcoming why M is also Ray Fiennes the, too, right? Yeah, yep. but also the the new 007 will be a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it's it's one of those things where a lot of people are a little perplexed about the decision. But again, in yeah. the same context of it being a a just a moniker, a code name, it, it's perfectly fine and well for another per, like a lady to take that position. Yeah, because and that it's, ties it's just a code into. Name. Exactly. That ties into what I was saying a while ago. Like, uh, eventually it gets to PC, um, you know, like just trying to please everyone. Because yeah. retcons, I think a lot of them happen because you can't evolve along with the times. You can't evolve your story along mm-hmm. with the times as fast as the pace is going. I think yeah. that these, these decisions are made down the line and they may interfere with current lore because you want to change it, but you can't do it canonically or like you can't do it in the same direction that your narrative was going in the first place yeah or at least so not they... not so abruptly right? yeah because yeah. i mean if you want to send it in that direction you got to ease into it and yeah, i think exactly. that's kind of what the 007 franchise did where they kind of let the lore become a thing where it's a code name so that it's if and when they inevitably make it a lady somewhat still makes sense within yeah. the lore mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to if they never built up the idea that it's a code name yeah they're like huh but like why did that happen right because so, like it's already a household name bond like yeah. you don't know where bond's gonna go in the future like he's been everywhere already what will yeah. the you know with all the new technology that comes out and all of the <laughs> he's been everywhere and he's been everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true. basically but you also- don't know who he's gonna be in the future why yeah but I don't think it's also. Oh wait, I do agree that there are some cases where it's, it's a matter of being PC. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think there are screenwriters that get too involved with their plot, or too dedicated, or tunnel visioned with the plot that they want to, to convey or mm-hmm. to, to to give out that they don't realize how past details don't fit in seamlessly with the. Oh with what yeah, they want to that's do. true. Where they start and overstepping. They, the yeah, previous canon. and that's when, that's when they retcon. Like it's like I get I I, I agree with you, Migs, because it, it begets a respect for the fans. But also, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. first and foremost, primarily, it's there should be a respect to the source material as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which it it becomes a question of uh, which who do, who should you put first? Should you be respecting the source material or the fans, right? In that context, and it becomes uh, I mean, a lot of times there is happy medium. But sometimes it happens also where the director or the screenwriter ends up choosing choosing one over the other, and then some kind of backlash True. happens because of that. 
Jesus. Or you could pull a Ryan Johnson and not care about either. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ryan Johnson just, dude, he... Oh, man. No, and there's okay. a reason why he was supposed... I think he was contracted to have three more Star Wars films, and they 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 backed out of the deal. Like, yeah. they fired him from that deal. Like, Because of what he did. And speaking of retcons and and maybe reboots... It, it's it's been in the talks as well that maybe the next Star Wars will completely disregard rights of the rights of Skywalker. I mean, hopefully, I'm pretty sure Ryan Johnson's thought process before making Rise of Skywalker. Was, I not I Rise mean, of Skywalker, so I return, Last Jedi return at that. I return on both. The Last, Last Jedi, Jedi. yeah, because I'm pretty sure his thought process was like, should I please the fans or should I please the lore? Why does, <laughs> Why does that have no, to be Ryan Johnson? No, it's you know that meme where 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 it, it, he's trying to be clever. Well, yeah. I won't have to choose if I don't please anybody. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> so uh, mad at that. Yeah, and he his conduct was just terrible. When fans would granted, a lot of fans were also had terrible conduct. Trying to generally, a lot of people on Twitter just have terrible conduct. So he was also fighting the fans and fans were fighting uh-huh. him it was it was a terrible situation but granted because he did a terrible job it just yeah. kind of became a thing where he's all like i won't let other people play with my toys like he's he went he just wanted to change and destroy everything that came before yeah before him like but, uh um, how he how he killed snoke jesus christ <laughs> He's all like, you build up Snoke in this new trilogy as this big guy. He's Snoke the... cut in half, mananangal mode. Yeah, he just exactly. dies. Like, and he it... didn't even die in combat. It was literally a sucker punch to the yeah. side. And then, actually, it's been Palpatine all along. Huh? Yeah. You're just like, right? I think, and I also the, with the character of Kylo Don't. Ren, like, you've seen this character in a span of three movies, literally try to murder and murder one of the most <laughs> beloved characters. He murders, he murders Han. Mm-hmm. He almost he, shoots Leia into space. He, he, well, and, he does shoot Leia into space. No, no, no. Uh, if you remember, he was about to pull the trigger, but then he doesn't. Yeah, and, and well, it was just one of and his then, cronies. Yeah, right, his right, crewmates. right. My bad, yeah. And then, yeah. and then that whole scene with Luke, I want every gun. That we have to fire on that man. And then you expect oh, to have. That's 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 really good. Of the AT-ATs. But anyway, and then in the next movie, you expect to have sympathy with him just because he kisses the main character. Are you kidding me? That kiss was totally out of place. By when Ray and Kylo kissed, I was just like, kill him. Yeah, no, but dude, he already I'm had the retribution. And everybody, <laughs> when, when we all knew it was coming. To yeah, like, everybody was like, no, 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 no. You could hear no, people verbally no, going, no, 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 no. And then when they kissed, you could hear people in the cinema, ah. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Kill oh, him. It's like fade away, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's just, it's. Oh, my God. But, okay. He so already had his, he already has his re- redemption arc prior to the kiss. And if you yeah. think about it, Okay, if you're if you're a really big Star Wars fan, you realize how much worse Darth Vader was off compared to his grandson. I like, mean, he, he yeah. committed much more monstrous acts, and yeah. for him to just save his son and have this guy this this really short redemption arc, I get it. He brought balance to the Force according to the prophecy. I don't know what yeah. Kylo did. He just I guess saved Rey and think... the entire galaxy. But no, he saved Rey Skywalker. 
Skywalker, Ray Star Wars, Ray Star Wars, which Shiri brought Star more Wars. balance to the force. So I, I guess it's just it's execution of the plot because it doesn't feel like there's any sort of depth to it. Like you don't have yeah. scenes where in Rebels where you fo- where Obi Wan fought Darth Maul. Like it seems like a on on surface level it seems like a very quick uh mema fight. But when you look into it, there's certain nuances that that have callbacks to let's say Phantom Menace. Like you don't have those kinds of things in Rise of Skywalker or yeah. I like because you don't you don't care about these characters. In fact, you don't like them. Period. I mean, okay. Finn and Poe, those are great characters. I they like were wasted. Poe's, they were such a waste. They Even John wasted. Boyega says so. You don't build up this character. You don't make him hold a blue lightsaber in the first poster of a comeback of an amazing yeah. franchise. He was, he was a red to, herring. Just Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was a red herring for crying out loud. And his backstory was amazing. Um, a a stormtrooper oh, yeah. that went rogue. That was awesome. Poe as a badass pilot with these quips, no matter what situation he's in, mm-hmm. he still manages to be funny and shit. That's yeah. amazing. That's an amazing place. character. But then, yeah. and then what happens? Absolutely nothing. You focus on those two other characters and make them kiss. It turns out becoming a <laughs> theme park ride, like Rise of Skywalker <gasps> theme park ride. Oh my god! I just, and, uh, and 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 the width of Kylo Ren's body <laughs> with his high waisted pants. <laughs> He doesn't, you know that, you know that his body is just like, one torso. There's no yeah. waist. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a fight? The three rich Han, Luke, and Leia, or one thick emo boy? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, 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 as as we've said, it it is really just it boils down to really a question of. The where the mindset of the screenwriter or the director is when they're making these retcons, right? On the direction they want to go and why they're making these retcons. And Ryan Johnson's Johnston? Johnson. 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 Yeah. Johnson. And his, where the hell did you get Johnston? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Rene, where did you Rene get Don Breaker? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, it, in his case, it did feel a lot like he just wanted to retcon everything else that came before him maybe out of spite or just because he wanted to mm-hmm. and not not for a not to serve a higher purpose which is just to pay respect to the to the source or to pay respect to the fans it just felt like because gusto niya lang yeah and and that's really where you get the bad kinds of retcon yeah i exactly so these the causalities that lead to retcons i think like they are crucial to the response that you can elicit from your audience. Like there are some retcons that people don't mind that were just mm-hmm. necessary. Like for example, um, changing James Rhodes' actor. Uh, that was necessary because you yeah. know they the actor before that I think had had arguments and clashed with the studio. If I'm not I mistaken. believe he wanted a higher pay. They had wanted a higher yeah. pay, but they didn't want to. Actually, Alamko when he met. Alamko, he wanted a higher pay, but that higher pay was just equal to some of the other, most of yeah. the other cast members. Yeah. yeah. But so, I don't think that's a retcon because it's just a casting thing. Aren't retcons re- usually more of a recast particularly, than a retcon. Yeah, it's more oh, particular on narrative, story, and lore. But same yeah. goes with like lore changes. There are some things that just happen just because, it, you know, there, there's no room for it or... Uh-huh. Or studio, the studio didn't have any choice, and or it's a corporate decision, right? For or money, it's a corporate decision. Those are the necessary retcons that we can forgive. the The necessary retcons that are are made by the actual writers themselves that that do this because they think it's necessary, like George Lucas with the 
with the special edition Star Wars movies where he even had to add a shot of Coruscant because it's never been shown on screen before. Yeah. I think those are necessary. But um, uh, that's, however, what's not necessary is that CGI Jabba. Jesus. <laughs> That's a terrible. Wait, what do you terrible. mean? So like all of the Jabba scenes? Because in the, the there was a deleted scene where he was just human, right? Or he was humanoid. Yeah. Well, he was... Ba- basically, a lot of the C- CGI Jabba scenes were pretty bad CGI, as yeah. compared to at least the the, the puppeteered like one. A... Yeah, the, the puppeteered one. Yeah. Puppeteered one. He looked like he looked like Bob the Blob from Monster vs. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bob the Blob. <laughs> 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 so I mean there, anyway. there are there are those kinds yeah. of retcons yeah. which are more egregious than others and I mean there are so many more retcons that we would love to talk about but that would take us more episodes than this one yeah. episode uh, I mean, is... one of the things that I wanted to talk about and we wanted to bring up was the Bioshock Infinite which obviously we can't get into but if for all of those people who have played Bioshock Infinite and the Burial at Sea DLC you know the what Dre's I'm really mad about. at this yeah, but then okay, so, how yeah. you described it because I haven't played the DLC is it it ties back to the first Bioshock, but it doesn't yeah. retcon it, right? It's just because there's time travel involved, so doesn't it just? Yeah, well, it, it's it's it is a retcon in the sense that it it removes Bioshock One from it, it takes away from Bioshock One in terms of it being its own thing. I see. Like there was no reason for that for for what happened, what they did to Burial at Sea, to tie in to Bioshock One. But they Let's, did it. But it, it just felt like. Let's well, do an episode on it. I, I kind of yeah, want to we'll do an definitely episode, do an episode on, on, on that. Game, probably. Video game retcons. Yeah. 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 And also, uh, our our uh, our main audio man, Sola, hasn't has just bought the Bioshock collection, so so yeah, we don't want to spoil. We don't want to spoil him. Yeah. Okay. So, so I guess Sola, what we could take this from thing, today play it before we make that episode. <laughs> so I guess what we could take from today's episode is retcon with respect. Yeah. Or with yeah. care. Retcon with care. Res- retcon with care. Respect con. Uh, retcon with with Red cause, care. yes. For crying out loud, like, yes. Like viable cause. If you guys, if you guys think that we missed any retcons that you want to mention or like want to get mad at us in the comments for, you can check us out on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com/geekpd. We also have yes, an Instagram we'll have page. More, so you yeah, guys, we'll see out what's content. our Instagram? Yes, our- <laughs> I know our Instagram. So our Instagram is at geekpd official, and our password is yes. Hey. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and our password no, is yes. Do like can our Facebook Can you censor page. that out? And yeah. I, I would say definitely if you if, if you had to choose one, definitely follow our Instagram because we're more likely going to be a little bit more active on there very soon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. message us, DM us, or tag us on anything on your stories, then that's at GeekPD official on, on Instagram. Again, we have no posts yet. There will be soon. Especially probably by the time you're listening to this, because that's when season two is released yeah. officially. So hang on to your butts, my dudes. That's if right. you guys think that if you guys think that you want to listen to some other content by Podcast Network Asia, we do have a bunch of other podcasts that you can check out. Just make sure to tap in in the URL up above wait, Podcast Network. Is this case Asia. closed? Or is this case open before we get into closing statements here? I mean, since we're gonna do a part two about video games, let's leave it open for now. <laughs> All right. So for for this case file. We'll leave it at a case open because there's a lot more to talk about. And maybe we'll yeah. do a retcons part two. A retcon- maybe we'll retcon this episode. Who knows? <laughs> 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 but yes, as Meg said, you, you can go to what website to check out the rest of podcasts on Podcast Network Asia? Podcastnetwork.asia. What a beautiful URL. You can check yes. out the other shows hosted by a bunch of other amazing content creators. There's everything in between with Joe. 
There's the Cool Pals. There's the Wrestling Wrestling Show, and a bunch of other stuff that we know you'll enjoy. Yes, and of course, if you wanna, if you think Spotify is more convenient, then you can find them on Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Music, well. yes, or anywhere that you guys think that you can get your podcast fixed. So this has been Geek PD. Thank you so much for stopping by the precinct, and we mm-hmm. will. Retcon away. Retcon away. <laughs> Geek PD is retconning away. <laughs> Once again, my name is Dre. <laughs> my name is Megs. And I'm Ian. And that Bye. was Geek PD. Bye, guys. Take See care. Next Stay safe. We love, love you. you. We won't retcon you. Stay safe. Don't sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Don't breathe. <laughs> Don't breathe. Don't do that, guys. Breathe. Breathe. (laughs) Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>